0: Church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's In sermon. Your hands, you
1: hold the universe. I want to preach to you tonight for just a few moments about the power of relationships because I want to ask you when. People are all standing around your casket. What will they be talking about? What are the things that are really, truly going to matter in your life? Is it how many points you got on the latest game? Is it the score? Is it the bank account that you had? There are only a few things in this life that truly have eternal value. And one of them tonight is relationships and friendships. I want to read this scripture. From from John 15, verse 12, words of Jesus, as he says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for what a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. Let's pray for a moment. Father, we thank you for the record of this president that we heard tonight. We pray, God, that you would comfort those who are grieving his loss. And we pray tonight that, that we could learn something from the story of his life. And tonight we're praying for your presence as we hear from your word. That you would challenge us, God, to righteous relationships in this place. We thank you all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. God's people would say, amen. I want to begin by showing you quickly tonight that the whole gospel of Jesus Christ, the entire salvation story could be wrapped up in a simple sentence, God wanted to be your friend. The whole reason why God put this plan of salvation into place, starting in the garden, that God he, uh, he understood that man and, and uh, Adam and Eve in the garden, that they had fallen short and that broke relationships. And so when God put this plan in motion, it says from the foundations of the earth that Jesus was the lamb that was slain, right? This plan was put in place all the way back in the garden. And the whole reason for this plan was because God wanted a friendship with sinners. He wanted to to be a friend to those who are hurting him and know that they are. And so this is the most incredible thing we've got to understand about the gospel, the reason, the purpose that Jesus had to go to the cross, the reason and the purpose why his blood washes your sin is to restore a relationship that had been broken with God. Jesus died to be our Savior, And our Lord, he died to be our master, and we ought to be his servants. But what we read about in this scripture tonight is something on another level. He says, no longer do I call you servants, but I have called you my friends. And what he did in this moment is he was elevating their relationships. Yes, we ought to be the doulos that we spoke about last week we ought to be those whose lives are given over to christ and we're willing to do anything for him but what jesus does is he says i am far more than just your master and your lord he elevates that relationship to a level that we could never think possible and he says i want to make you my friends jesus makes us into something that we could never do ourselves so understand tonight when you read the bible When you hear preaching, when God whispers to you in your own ear, what is happening is that God is developing a friendship with you. How many here, you have a a friend? You have a best friend in your life. You have somebody that you care about and they care about you. And it is something wonderful. And every time you're with them, you're encouraged. And every time you goof around, you have a great time. Isn't it wonderful? to have a good friend? Can I tell you tonight that the best friend that you could have is none other than Jesus Christ and God the Father? And so tonight, I want to remind you that, yes, Jesus wants to be your Savior and your Lord. We must submit to Him as our Lord, and we must uh, must surrender ourselves to Him as our Savior. But greater than that, If we could grasp this revelation tonight, it would change the way that you serve God. To realize that he wants a relationship of a friend. The Bible speaks about God, how he approaches his servant, Abraham. And we know that Abraham was certainly surrendered in his life to the Lord God. That his life was laid down. That he was a man who was obedient to the Lord. That when the Lord asked him for his son, his only son, Abraham did not question. And yet, at the same time, there's another revelation, another thing you understand about Abraham, that as God is preparing to go destroy the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, he says, but first, before I do this, I'm going to go talk to my friend, Abram. Before he became Abraham. And, he's, and so God approaches him and Abram begins to speak to God. And it's amazing this back and forth you have in Genesis as God is speaking to Abram and Abram is speaking to God on a level of friendship. This is an amazing, amazing truth of the kingdom tonight. Jesus died not just to save you from your sins, but so that he could see you and you could see him as a friend. This is one of the joys of good marriage tonight. A good marriage is far more than just uh, a husband and wife coming together and making children and making a home. What's wonderful, and we heard some of that tonight, is that you can also have a best friend together with you. The blood of Jesus tonight allows you to become a servant of God, a child of God, and even a friend of God. Jesus in our scripture said, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. And so as we enter into this life of obedience to our Savior, we realize that God begins to elevate us to another level, the level of friendship. And so secondly tonight, secondly, we see that not only did Jesus come to make us friends with God, but we have this incredible gift The ability to make friends within the body of Christ. We have the ability tonight to have friendships and relationships with one another in the kingdom. Say amen tonight. That's a great thing. The best friends that people have in their lives, we could say, are their own family. Many people, you know, I have a brother who lives in Oregon, and I can say that he is a friend, he is a best friend to me. That At the end of the day, I have lots of people that I know, but I only have one true brother in blood. And I'm so glad that I can have a good relationship with him. Our relationship is held together by the glue of family, which cannot be broken. And so tonight, uh, since we have the same father and the same mother, that we can be called brothers. Now I want to tell you tonight, if you're saved in this place, if you have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, let me remind you of something. Girls, hey, need you be quiet right here. Need you be quiet. Let me remind you of something tonight that if we have the same Father, what does that make us? It makes us brothers and sisters. Now let me ask you do brothers and sisters always get along? <laughs> At the end of the day, though, are we still related? Are we still connected? So what does that mean tonight? It means that the friendship that we can have with God ought to be distributed between one another. The relationships that we have are not held together by human blood, but by the blood of Jesus that washed us and purified us from our sins. We are a family tonight. And the greatest friends that we could have in life our family. It means that you belong. It means that you are accepted. You know, I my two daughters, they have uh, they have our genetics, and you know, no matter what they do in their lives, no matter what decisions they make, even if they break our hearts, you know what? They're still going to be my daughters, and that's true in the kingdom too. And no matter what we do, God still loves us. He is still our Father. And we still have a family in Christ. And what this is, is just another level of friendships. That's why Jesus said in verse 12, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, just be reminded tonight, how is it that Jesus Christ loved us? What did he do because of his love? He was willing to give his whole life, right? He was willing to go to the cross. He was willing to sacrifice himself. And Jesus says, the same way that I have loved you, the same way I've called you friends, now I want you to do that for each other, to sacrifice. The church should not be a disjointed place where we just see each other on Sundays and have no relationship. We ought to be tonight friends. And when we develop this ability to make friends in the kingdom, to be a friendly person. The Bible says that uh, if you want to have friends, then you must first yourself be friendly. Some people come to me and say, Pastor, how come I don't have any friends? Well, because you're Oscar the Grouch. Because You always show up with a bad attitude. If you would be a little more friendly, you'd be surprised how easy it is to make friends. If you just bring, bring a smile, bring an encouraging word. He who wants to have friends must him first himself first be friendly. When I saw this eulogy by George W. Bush speaking about his father, I was struck by how many times he spoke about friendship, that he had lifelong friends, that he made friends. And when he was with people, he listened to them and he, he showed his care and concern for them. It's no wonder that as 95 years old at his, at his funeral, it's filled with people who said, he was my friend. I wonder tonight. Could we say that about you? Because this is a kingdom principle. Jesus came to make friends of the Father. So what about us tonight? The commandment was that we should love one another as Christ loves us. Let me ask you, are you willing to love other people in this place the way that Christ loved you? Finally, let's close with friends of the world. So God, uh, Jesus came to make us friends with God. He also came so that those friendships could be extended within the family of God, brothers and sisters. But here's where it gets a little bit harder. Because not only this, God has asked us to become friends with the world. In this uh, sinful world that we live in, one of the marks of sin for thousands of, thousands of years is the sin of tribalism and racism. And we have, uh, for, for centuries, have been dividing ourselves based on things that really in eternity don't matter. Skin color, culture, uh, natural things, uh, ways of speaking, uh, culture and background. These, what we call is tribalism. And this is really a mark of sinful human nature. Is we begin to separate ourselves on things that we can't really even change. Our sinful nature moves us in the direction Of seeking out people who are just like us, while dividing ourselves from people who are not like us. That's why I'm so grateful that in the church of Jesus Christ, if God has saved us, then he ought to open our eyes to the understanding that there is more to life than just what is skin deep. We live in a time now that our culture is deeply divided. In this nation, things are deeply, deeply divided on political lines religious lines we separate ourselves we demonize the other side we call them stupid we call them names and just because there's an r or a d next to their name we say oh i could never be a friend with a person like that am i still preaching here tonight but the bible tells us that not only are we called to make friends in the kingdom but we ought to also go and make friends with the world and i'm not talking tonight about compromising and becoming like the world but in the model of what jesus did for us a a perfect spotless sinless son of god came to the world and you know what he could have done he could have folded his arms and said i don't like any of these people this one he says he's about to die for me but i know that in just a matter of hours he's going to deny me three times why would i want to be his friend with him Right. This one over here, he's, uh, uh, even Jesus is on the cross. He's bleeding out. He's dying, and the Pharisees are mocking him. And what is he doing? He's praying for them. He's still showing himself friendly toward his enemies. This is what Jesus came to do, to have a, a, a higher and a deeper understanding of human relationships. Mark 12, verse 28. Some uh, scribe approached Jesus and asked him this question, what is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. This is the first commandment. And he says, connected to that is the second. It is like this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than, than these jesus says all of the laws and the prophets can hang on those two principles love god and love people make a friendship or a relationship with god and make friendships or relationships with people you know what the problem with this is guys the problem is that we live in an age where it's very difficult to develop relationships We have other things that have taken the place of real relationships. We have social networks. And it says there that I have 695 friends. So I must be a really friendly person. People really must like me. And really, you know, people sit in their basements and don't take showers, and they think that they're going to have a lot of friends. This is not true relationship. This is not friendship. This is a replacement. Do you know what the original social network was? the church of Jesus Christ. This is the place where for centuries that people have come together to make relationships. A better relationship with God, that's what the altar is for, and a better relationship with one another. We are living in a time where it's very hard to develop friendships, relationships, and even harder to make friendships with people who are not like us. With people even who live next door to us. And we, you know, we live in this garage door society where, you know, you drive home from work, you can push the button and the garage door goes up. You drive in, garage door goes down. Boom. I'm not going to talk to any of my neighbors. I don't want to see them. I don't even want them to see me. And we isolate ourselves in these little bubbles of comfort we think because we're on social networks that we've got relationships, but that's not relationships. You know, it's actually playing out in a generation where we, it's hard, so hard to develop relationships. This is the reason why there's so few marriages happening. Because if there's so little friend making, then guess what? There's not going to be mar- very many marriage making. You can't have a marriage without first a friendship, and so no wonder that it's getting harder and harder to find. A couple that can develop a relationship. Evangelism. When we come together Saturdays to evangelize, do you know what we're doing? We're going out there to develop friendships. Discipleship is developed through friendship. The devil seeks to isolate us, to distract us to keep us in our bubbles of comfort. But I want to tell you, Jesus has the goal tonight to help us build good and godly relationships. Can I tell you something that will last in eternity? If you make a friend, if you have someone that you can count on who's there for you and you're there for them, you have someone that you trust in your life, a friendship, can I tell you that a friendship can last into eternity. A friendship can live beyond time and space. A friendship. And in the same way that when you give in the offering, and when you give, you're not just giving to the church, you're giving to the kingdom. And when Jesus says you're giving to, a, to something, you're investing in something that moth and rust cannot destroy. It's eternal. It lasts forever. In the same way tonight, when you develop good and godly relationships, when you reach out to people and say, I want to be your friend, I want you to be able to trust me, you are possibly building something that's not just going to benefit you now, in the moment, but you are building something that could last into eternity. You know, we think that the relationship with the boss is important, and yes, it is, because the boss signs your paychecks. Can I tell you, what we really must work on tonight is friendships for the kingdom. Friendships can draw. When people come to church, when sinners are brave enough to enter in the church door, you know, they're not looking for a sermon, most of them. Do You know that? They're not looking for uh, perfect uh, biblical hermeneutics. They're not looking for perfect songs and perfect programs. Most people are hurting and they're lost, and all they're looking for is a friend in the world. Can you be that friend? Can you be that somebody who develops a relationship even with somebody who's not like you? Even with somebody who might annoy you a little bit? Because you couldn't imagine that you annoy anybody else in your life. Jesus has the goal tonight as we close to perfect our relationships so i ask you how are your relationships how are your friendships tonight your friendship with god your friendship with the family of god here in the church and with those that god is seeking in the world those who don't know him this is what we're called to do tonight i was so inspired to see this eulogy i was so inspired i i was moved by the relationship between father and son weren't you Part of me wishes that I had that good of a relationship with my father. But can I tell you something? We have a heavenly father who is closer than that. And Jesus says there is one, uh, the scripture says that we can have a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And that's in the kingdom of God tonight. I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge this church to build relationships. You know the only way that that can happen? It's a four letter word. T I M E. It's the same way that you show love and care, concern for your children. Nothing can replace your presence. You can buy them presents, but you can't replace your presence. It's the same with building relationships in the kingdom. Spend time with people. That's why we have times of fellowship, times of Bible study. That's why we have church services. Listen, the big reason we come to church is not just to hear a sermon. The biggest reason is to perfect our relationships with God, with one another, and with the world. I want to challenge you tonight to build kingdom friendships. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes tonight as we bring this service to an end. And as God is speaking to us and challenging us tonight, I want to challenge you. The whole kingdom is about fixing broken relationships.
0: and love people.